0: Hey, good evening, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. Obviously, we've got a new guest in the clubhouse, a team that we talked about recently, but I'm so excited to have another person on to talk about it. Mark is new in the clubhouse. Mark, how are you doing this evening? I'm great,
1: Bill. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. It's an honor.
0: Oh, thank you very much. It's an honor to have you on as well. I'm excited. So tell me, who's your team? <laughs> uh the Oakland A's the Oakland Athletics are my team uh for my entire life so where did that start is that a family thing is that uh I live locally I just I wanted to pick a team I I, I like green and yellow I mean yeah no it's where did uh, it start
1: it's definitely a family thing um okay. uh I uh my grandparents uh had season have had season tickets for the A's since they moved to Oakland in 1968. And when I was seven years old, um, they added a third ticket to their um, season ticket plan Um, Mm -hmm. for me, 20 games a year. And so um, starting at the age of seven, I started going to 20 games a year with them. Um, And that's, that's really where it started. I ironically, um, because of the, the, Time that I grew up and, and cable TV and the way that's evolved, I I also was a Braves fan. Um, I watched TBS. Yeah, I could watch more Braves games than I could watch A's or Giants games in the Bay Area um, because of TBS. But um, really, probably around like eighty, well, eighty-eight. Really, when that when the A's went to the World Series for the first time in my lifetime, that's when uh, I really realized like, now I'm a one. I'm a one-team guy, and uh, even though I followed the Braves a little bit into the 90s on their run, I was never passionate about them like I am the A's, and it's it's evolved into what it is now. Um, I've got a son who's uh, who just turned eight, and he absolutely loves the A's as well, um, obviously probably because of me, but I've never really pushed that on him too much. Um, I just, you know, I take him to games, and he enjoys it, and um, it's just kind of – i don't i don't like force him to watch the games with me at night and stuff like that but he's he's chosen to and it's awesome it's been a great experience I,
0: us. I bet you if you told him hey if you watch this whole game with me i can talk mom into not making you go to school tomorrow i bet you he'd stay up and watch every game with you dad <laughs> i mean i i kind of yeah. know how that works right for sure for sure yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite question to ask everybody because honestly I, I love hearing that it's always grandma and grandpa or my uncle or my aunt or my, my dad or my mom. And it, it really shows you why baseball is America's favorite pastime. Cause it's yeah. something that you can share with your family. And I'm sure when you go to games, you've got great stories to tell your kid, you Absolutely. know, grandma and grandpa used to sit here. And I remember a time when I caught whatever, a foul ball at such and such. And those are good things to remember.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's funny. The things that I like, the older I get, the more I reflect on them. And, and, you know, I I started this by saying that my grandparents are what got me into it, but the more like whenever I think about like what drove me to be passionate about baseball and about the A's, I can point to, you know, my grandfather and my grandmother for sure. Um, My dad isn't a huge sports fan in general, um, but he's born and raised in Oakland. Um, he's been always very supportive of like the things that I love, which, which were sports, even though it wasn't his, um, always his like favorite thing to do. But the older I get, I can remember like the amazing, just the games I've gone to with my dad, because he's a foodie. And, and, you know, so we, I can reflect on things like that. And he's, you know, he used to tell me about like, Oh, I uh, Fulton County stadium in Atlanta. I went there and saw the Braves and best fried chicken I ever ate. And, um, and I think about, you know, my uncle and and all the stories that he's told me over the years about the A's and the Oakland Oaks and, um, you know, my cousin who, who's who we had season tickets together for a while. Like it's you know, it is it's a it's a family thing and it's something that really, uh, really helps shape the uh, the
0: passion as it as it as it grows. So love it. Love it. So switching from your team, let's talk about favorite players. So yeah. past and present, favorite play, they don't have to be A's. They can be, obviously, but who's your favorite current player? And then who's your favorite player of all time? And then kind of tell me why.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, great. The current player is a tough one because as an A's fan, uh, your favorite players don't last, don't stick around too long. Uh,
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got Billy on the horn for you right now. Hold on a yeah, exactly. second. Go ahead. Um,
1: it, it, it's challenging in, in a sense, you know. Um, so current players, I mean, if I had to pick a current player right now on the A's, I would say Sean Murphy. And that's really more because that's my my son's favorite player at the time currently. Okay. Um, so that's who, who I kind of root for. But my favorite player currently to watch is Shohei Ohtani Um, and that's at the end of the day, it's, it's really because, I mean, he's only been in the big leagues for a few years now, but we're watching something special with that guy. Like uh, as great as Mike Trout is as great as Vlad Guerrero jr. As great as Ron Lacuna are like, all those guys are incredible, but they're the fact that Ohtani can go out every five days and throw seven shutout innings and strike out, you know, 10 to 12 guys. And Oh, by the way, in between, while most pitchers are, you know, preparing for their next start, he's DHing and, and mashing 45 home runs a year, driving in 120. It's just, it's like, I've never seen anything like it. Um, You know, you have stories about Babe Ruth and, and that kind of thing, but we're, You know, I think we're kind of seeing a modern day version of that. And it's, it's really incredible to see. And, and and I just think it's really cool the way he conducts himself, even though I, I don't understand what he's saying when he's giving interviews, but just, I love watching his demeanor. I love watching, um, the way he seems to respect the game and respect the players around him and respect the, um, just what he, what. he he doesn't come off as like super arrogant. And and I really like that. So
0: Shohei would be There's a clip of him this year. And I want to say it was in Seattle. So I, I live, I live in Orange County, California. I, um my office is on the same street as Anaheim Stadium. And so it's only about a mile away. So I can walk to Anaheim Stadium, even though I'm a huge Dodger fan, I can walk to Anaheim Stadium. And there's a clip of Shohei and I want to say it's in Seattle. And you know how the umpires check your hands like you know as you're yeah, coming yeah. off the mound shohei wasn't paying attention he thought the umpire was trying to give him a high five so he gave him a high five and then walked away and the umpire called him back and he's like oh never mind and it just goes to show you how much fun the kid is having right yeah. i mean he recognizes the fact that he's playing a game that you and i played in our backyards or in the street until the street lights came on but he's making a bunch of money doing it he's playing it at the highest levels and he's so good yeah. So talented. So it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's
0: it is. See. It is. It's sad that it's, I don't want to say sad, but it's, it's unique that Aaron Judge is having the season that he's having, hitting over 300. He's got 57 home runs because I think he'll win the AL MVP. But if Aaron Judge didn't hit 60 plus home runs this season, Shohei's a lock for that MVP.
1: Yeah, but I mean, look, even last year, like Five Jr. was a triple crown contender for the majority of the season. And it was still like Shohei is going to be the MVP and, and he, and rightfully so. And I think, I mean, honestly, I, I think that Shohei is probably the MVP. We might we might actually be looking at a situation similar to like Michael Jordan in basketball where. Yeah. For a lot of years, he could just be the MVP, but we're going to give it to somebody else at some point.
0: Right. Yeah, Yeah, That's Um, a good way to
1: put it. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, obviously, it's still very early, and health is going to play a major factor in his career. He's already had Tommy John a couple of years ago, but um, man, I mean, sky's the limit, especially if uh, if they can actually put a decent team around him at some point, which is Mike
0: Trout. Trout. I mean, Mike Mike Trout is arguably one of the best baseball players to play the game, and he still doesn't have a playoff series win. It's crazy to his career, but, and,
1: and I get—I always get a kick out of like a couple of weeks ago, for example, when Artie Moreno announced that he was going to be putting or looking into selling the team, and like Angels fans everywhere rejoicing. As an Ace fan, I would do anything to have Artie Moreno as an owner and spend the kind of money he spent on. So at this at you know, I don't necessarily think that it's, I don't know the ins and outs of that organization. I don't think from on the surface, it's already Moreno's fault. Maybe the guys he's hired to, to build the team, haven't put the right people around trout and Otani and Rendon and whoever else. But at the end of the day, like as a fan, if I had, a, if I had an owner putting out 400 million to keep my trout in my backyard, are you kidding me? Sign me up.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It, I mean, you guys, you guys learned this lesson back in 20, I want to say 2001, 2002, when you were kind of playing billy ball, so to speak, right, where you guys realized that it was, it was pitching. It wasn't how many runs you can score, but how many people you can get out, right? And at the end of the day, if you're starting pitchers, if your starting rotation can get you between 50 and 60 wins, you're going to be a playoff team. For sure. if your starting pitching can only get you 35 wins, I'm talking the starters, I'm not talking about everybody else, then then you got something a little different, right? Then it's – and that's where the Angels have blown it, is they don't pitch well. And they can score, they just can't pitch. Yeah.
1: And that's – you know, that's something that the A's have done over the years pretty well. And that, I mean, the A's have been in the playoffs a ton. Um, yeah. The, you know, A's fans that complain about – their favorite players being gone is is one thing. But, I mean, we've we've fielded a competitive team over the last 20, 25 years pretty regularly. Like, we have these down years like we're having now where we have to rebuild, but they rebuild pretty quickly. Um, but to your point, that's always been done through just putting together a decent pitching staff. Now, what that pitching staff does in the playoffs is a different story. Sure. And that's why, like, um, in 2014, for example, when the A's traded Joanna um, Cespedes straight up for John Lester, yeah. the A's fans were like, that tanked everything, you know, that tanked the, all the, you know, the morale in the clubhouse, and that's when our season went to hell. And, and it, it, I'm not saying it didn't, but I know what Billy Bean was doing there. I mean, we were going to have to go up against – we were getting beat by Justin Verlander every single year you know it, we didn't have an ace that could go toe to toe and we needed that ace that could go toe to toe and unfortunately it didn't work out but I mean at the end of the day that's what it, that's what it takes and that's what the angels have failed
0: to do really I agree it's and it's hard it's hard um but you know and I said this we did a prediction podcast and I'll probably try to get you and rob on it next season before the season starts but if you go back and you listen to it, and I'll have to find out which episode number it is, it's probably in the early teens. But we did this prediction podcast, and there's probably 12 people on it. There was Phillies fan on there, a Mets fan, a Giants fan, a New York Giants fan, by the way. Somebody that's fourth-generation Giants fan that's used to seeing the Giants at the polo grounds, right? I mean, so that goes deep, deep, deep if you're talking Giants, Dodger fans, things like that. And I always, you know, when they made the predictions for the West, I predicted the Angels would win. I said, but you can't count on the A's because the A's are kind of like that team from the movie Major League. You look at their roster and you go, who are these guys? But somehow or another, most seasons, you guys went 85, 90 games and are right there and you're shaking your head going, how did this happen? Right? Their entire payroll is less than what, you know, uh, A-Rod was getting paid for one season and yet. They're winning 90 games. These guys are having fun doing it. So it's It's crazy. I love it. All right. All-time favorite player.
1: Ricky. Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Um, Can't go wrong. And what's funny is like growing up in that era, um, I mean, if you'd asked me this question, if you'd asked me who's my favorite current player when I was 10 years old, I would have been like Jose Canseco, Right. Though he was on the same team as Ricky. Right. now looking back, and I love Ricky then too. And I had this conversation the other day with somebody, but Ricky wasn't even like he wasn't even like the fifth or sixth most popular guy on that team when he got traded to the A's in 88 or in 89 and then 90, 91, 92. Um, you had the Bash brothers, you had Dave Stewart, you had Dennis Eckersley. Like those guys all were like more fan favorites than than Ricky was. Um but when you look at his body of work <laughs> now that, especially now that his career is over, I think Ricky has gained more popularity since he retired. I agree. When he was actually playing the game. Um, and I mean, I could make a case for, you know, I, I feel like I could hold my own in an argument about Ricky Henderson being the best player of all time. Um, now I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but I think I could make that make some strong arguments um, why he is but I think he's top 10 of all time for sure
0: absolutely I was gonna say at least your top 10 I mean yeah. remember he played in some pretty bad 70s and early 80s teams with the A's right mm-hmm. he played in some horrific 81 teams rookie year was 81 81 I thought he was up in. oh you're right you're right yeah. I mean it was his full season he was up in what 80 for a cup of coffee yeah right yeah. and then 81 but he played for some pretty bad teams in New York yeah. But then when he came back, you guys are in the World Series three times, two of those three times he's on the team. Then he goes to Toronto and he yep. gets a World Series ring there. So And dominated. <laughs> right. And and it wasn't like, hey, this guy's just in his 13th season. He's washed up. No, he was still stealing bags, getting on, you know, getting hits and doing the whole jersey thing. And right. He was a great, great pick. Great right. pick. I you mean, can't go wrong. And
1: you, you know, you talk to people about Ricky Anderson and a lot of times you'll hear like, Oh, you'll hear people that don't necessarily know his career, but know of him. And they go, Oh yeah, he could steal our bases.
0: Yeah.
1: He wasn't just fast. I mean, he had over 3000 career hits. He got on base better than anybody in the history of this game. Uh, he was three home runs shy of hitting 300 for his career, which is insane. You know, um, I think I, I can't remember how many RBIs, but he had a ton. But then, he, how do you win a baseball game? You score more runs than the other team. Yeah, he scored more runs than Ricky Henderson, and it's not even really close.
0: No, he was he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Yeah. All right. Sure. So we talked talked about your teams and favorite players. Let's talk about ballparks. Where have you been? Uh,
1: I feel like I've been to a lot. Um, I actually just yesterday I I purchased this uh, thing online to. to uh, what's it called the ballpark passport. Okay.
0: Yeah. I've seen
1: him. I want to start taking my son to, to more and more games, um, elsewhere, but, um, I've been to, uh, I'll start on the East coast and kind of work my way back. I've been to new and old Yankee stadium. Well, okay. when I say old, old in mind, I know it's the third one, but so old Yankee stadium. Um, I've been to Fenway park. Okay. Um, I've been to the hall of fame in Cooperstown. It was brief, but I've been there. Um, I'd love to go back. Um, I've been to, uh, Wrigley Field. I've been to the new Comiskey. Um, I've been, uh, I've been to Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. It was the year before Camden Yards opened. Um, I've been to five games at Sky Dome in Toronto. Okay. Um, I've been to Bush Stadium. Course Field. Uh, I've been to Safeco, but not for a baseball game. It was for a concert, but it was pretty nice. Okay. Um, I've been to Petco. Okay. Uh, I've been to obviously Oakland and, and uh, San Francisco. Um, I've been to Anaheim Stadium, and I I ironically the only you'll get a kick out of this the I had tickets to go to a Dodgers game, and it was rained out. Okay. Not many rainouts in L.A.
0: <laughs> One every six years. Yeah.
1: Sure. Oh, and probably my favorite uh, – two of my favorites of all time. I've been to Jacobs Field, okay. Cleveland, and PNC Park in Pittsburgh.
0: I always hear when I ask people, where do you want to go, they say PNC Park. That
1: so, That is now my favorite ballpark that I've been to. And, and I'm not – I know Giants fans get upset when I say it. It's not because I don't – because I hate the Giants. They're – Park is incredible, but PNC Park is so cool.
0: That's what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. It's on my bucket list. I haven't been out there. Um, I I've been to Co America and I've been to the old tiger stadium. By the way, the old oh, tiger stadium, <laughs> as much as people are gonna hate this that hear this, I'm glad it got torn down. It was not a baseball park anymore. It was it had lived its day. Yeah,
1: I, I've been there, I've been to the old tiger stadium,
0: yeah. That's another one I've been to. It had lived its day. And so I was i was far beyond that at that point. So, okay. So if you've got a month off, money doesn't matter. Where are you going to go? If you got three to five ballparks that you haven't been to yet. Where are you going to go? Obviously, Dodger Stadium. I mean, you got to go there. Yeah, no, no <laughs>
1: I'm actually, and hopefully at the end of this month, I'm going to be going to Dodger Stadium finally.
0: Um, but
1: if I had a month off, so about 20 something years ago, Um, I, I, my cousin, Darren was wrapping up dental school in Boston and I was right out of high school and it was 25 years now, Geez, but I flew to Boston and, uh, we did a road trip back to the Bay area. And so that's, that's the way, if I had a month off and I had money was no issue, that's what I would do. I'd start at Cooperstown and I would work my way back across, um, you know, ideally with my son And we'd hit up, we'd hit up, you know, hopefully both stadiums in New York, um, if we could. I'd want to go to Fenway again. Um, I'd want to go to PNC, I'd want to go to Philly. I don't know what they call that stadium. This is big. Okay, I know it used to be Veterans Stadium, but. yeah. um, uh, Wrigley would be a must. Bush Stadium would be a must uh Comerica would be a must um I mean it's hard to say not I you know I don't want to go to all of them but uh I'd like to I'd like to hit the two up in Texas oh I'd love to go to Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City
0: yeah that's I was going to ask you about that 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 great American ballpark in Cincinnati
1: oh that one too yes that would be and that's close to Pittsburgh too so yeah um yeah, but, you know, Safeco, um, again, would be awesome. I'd love to see a baseball game there. Um, right.
0: Yeah, that's – and minor league games along the way would be ideal. Yeah, the you got to get down to the Trop. It's the most unique baseball – I thought the most unique baseball park I had been to was the Open Coliseum until I went down to Tampa and saw a game at the Trop. Um, it's a dome. Oh. The dome is white. And oftentimes they start games at 640, which is twilight. And so you're still got a blue sky up against a white background with a white ball getting hit in the air. Tell me how many times that's going to get lost. Oh, not to mention you got to fight the catwalks, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's, (laughs) and when you walk into the stadium, you really, really, really feel, and I don't know how to describe this, but you really feel like you're in a dome. Like you really do feel that. I know that sounds weird, but you feel like you're in a dome. It's, it's not as big as you would think a stadium normally would be. I'm used to yeah. Anaheim Stadium, Dodger Stadium, Petco. It's like, I'm used to those stadiums. My gosh, when you go down to the trough, you you feel like okay, I'm in a dome. Just put me in my seat and don't let anything happen to me, right? That's and weird. You you got to check it out. It's it's a unique stadium. Even even top fans that I've interviewed that are Rays fans. Will tell you the same thing. They're like, we go there to watch the game. We don't want to pay attention to our field because it's not exactly what we consider awesome. So, which is,
1: which to me is like, I think most ACE fans would tell you that they think the Open Coliseum is awesome. I know how you would feel about it and and how most baseball fans would, but,
0: um, anyways, that's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's got history, it's got history to it, right?
1: It's also, I mean, it's just a beautiful. I, to me, like the actual playing field and the uniqueness of all the foul territory. Um, yep. I mean, and before I don't know if you remember it before they put Mount Davis up, but it was a gorgeous ballpark.
0: Yep. Now,
1: I, now we need a new park. I'll be the first to say that, but I don't think I, it's I don't think it's the like dump that everyone necessarily thinks it is.
0: I say you guys cut a deal with the Giants and do a dual ballpark like the Polo Grounds used to be with the with the Yankees and Giants, and then tear down the Coliseum and build it right where it's at.
1: I'll tell you yeah. what; it won't
0: happen, but it's not a bad idea. But the, well, the- I don't want to see. I don't want to be calling you guys the Las Vegas A's. Uh, you uh, I, You heard it, You heard it here first.
1: There is no chance they're going to Vegas. I'm not saying they're staying in Oakland, but. If they were to move, it's not going to be the Las Vegas. Las Vegas Major League Baseball want to want a uh, they want a team. They want an expansion team. They don't want the A's.
0: Well, it's I also don't want it. I don't want to call it the Nashville A's either, which was on <laughs> the list for a while. And I'm I would rather have an expansion team in in both of those cities than have the A's over there. But I mean, you have history of of teams sharing ballparks, right? Yeah. And so why not do that for a year and a half, you know, implode that that stadium that you have now, clean it up, rebuild it.
1: We don't have enough time for me to tell you why the Giants would never allow that to
0: happen. Probably. Well, (laughs) the Giants kicked out the Yankees and the Giants would never let, their ownership said, we'll never let this happen again. By the way, you're never going to be able to find a place to build. They went right across the river and they built this weird place called the house that Ruth built or Yankee Stadium. (laughs) Which lasted a lot longer than the polo grounds did.
1: Yeah, that's true. So. Do, do, you, right. do you know that the Giants wouldn't be in San Francisco still if it wasn't for the A's?
0: Yep, I do know that. I All do right. know that. Glad I do you know, know that. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm beyond being just a Dodger fan, I'm a baseball like junkie historian guy. I yeah. do know that. That's, that's and a fact. 1990. Sometime offline, we'll, I'll tell you a funny story about how the Dodgers got out here. And one person being involved in it, and it was just yucky. But that that'll be another, that'll be another podcast. I'll bring you and Rob good. on we'll talk history. Awesome. Final question, my friend. You've been awesome, but final question. It's gonna be kind of a weird wrap-up. So, what do the A's need to do? We'll call it in the winter meetings, off season, so-and-so, um, to make next season successful. And what are you looking for? Call a season successful next year? Man, it's hard. To, honestly,
1: to call a season successful next year has absolutely nothing to do with baseball. I know it's a weird It has what the A's need to do is organizationally, they need to get the city of Oakland, uh, the city council of Oakland to approve their project at Howard Terminal and get a a new stadium built. And if that happens, then we can start thinking about how do we make our baseball team successful again? Because without that happening, there's not going to be many more conversations about Oakland baseball.
0: Well, that's, and that's hard too, because again, when you're trying to, and I'll call it, I'll use the term recruit, when you're trying to recruit players to come play for you, right? Right you know, if you're talking to a guy that you're going to sign a long-term deal with, let's say you're talking to a Juan Soto. Okay. Um, you're going to sign a seven million or seven-year deal for $250 million for the guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, is Juan Soto signing with you guys knowing that in three years he may not be playing in Oakland, but he may be playing in Las Vegas? Like those are, you know, or someplace else. Those are the conversations. You're absolutely right. Those are the conversations that need to be had. Yeah. If I were a player, I'd be asking the same question. Hey, fellas, are we going to be here in three years? Like, are, are we going to be in Oakland? Right. You no, know, you tell me. Yeah. It's- and and
1: the, the thought of actually rec- anybody recruiting anybody to come play in Oakland is like free agents don't come to Oakland unless they're on their last – literally on their last leg. And that's just been the way it's been really in their history, if you, if you look back on it. So the way that we've gotten star players is – occasionally developing them. Although if you ask me, we haven't done a very good job of drafting and developing star players in the last 15 years, but we get them through trades. Um, And, but yeah, to your point, like, well, and with the ownership that we have right now, that's that thing of the past. Like he has absolutely zero interest in paying anybody and being competitive. He has only one interest. And in my opinion, I'm not even sure that he's super interested in actually building this stadium personally, but I, I, I still think that he wants to get that deal done and then he wants to sell the team.
0: Which that, is fine. I mean, in baseball, baseball please. needs to have owners that want to be owners, right? 100%. That want to put, I mean, again, there's teams that when they're good, it's good for baseball. And I hate to say this, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, uh, Cardinals, Right. Um, A's are another team. Look at what you guys did in the seventies and eighties, right? I mean, you guys got a couple World Series championships in the early seventies. You got you made three back to back to back World Series appearances where you got one World Series championship out of it. Um, I mean it's good when certain teams are good. Yeah. Not everybody's paying attention to the the and no disrespect to the Indian while well, guardians or the um the Rockies. There's... Sometimes you know, I mean, if the Rockies won the National League uh, pennant and it was the Indian, uh, it was the Guardians and and Rockies outside of Denver and outside of Cleveland, who's watching that World Series? Yeah, I mean, not right. many. Uh, the only reason we'd be watching it was to see if we won any money in Vegas on whether or not we would see the um, the Lions play on on Thanksgiving and the seventh game of the World Series because there were so many snowouts and everything like that. That's the only thing yeah. we're looking at. Right. For sure. You're right. Absolutely. So But yeah,
1: you're right. Baseball needs, I I don't understand personally why baseball hasn't done a better job of weeding out some of the owners that have the Pittsburgh's and the Seattle's and the, I, I wouldn't say the brewers. I think the brewers have made some pretty nice efforts at, at trying to win, but I mean, you know, and again, like the A's have been, contenders but that's not because of the owner that's because of billy bean and david forrest and and the work that they've done with pennies so
0: right right and and players that want to be there that and most of these guys it's important and again i've been a dodger fan my whole life so i remember the lean years of the 90s and early 2000s and it was almost like we were getting players developing players and then they move on to another team and become all-stars and it drove me nuts. you know drives you nuts you're like wait a second you know, come on, we, we developed you. Why are you leaving us now? And then they go to someplace that's going to pay him. So boy, anyways. that's all changed. <laughs> anyways, you, you know that yeah. Mark, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for being on. Um, Let's get you back on again when we have some history stuff and some other things on, and, and we can talk a little further if you'd like, that'd be absolutely. Love I love you. That. Thank you, Bill. Great. You bet. So, Top fans, this will drop next week. I will let you know Mark's Instagram. I'll let you know his social media information. By all means, follow him. Also, go to Locals.com and make sure you're signed up there and follow Top Fan Rivalry. Uh, There's going to be some content that's going to be there in the offseason, besides for the Around the Diamond every Saturday that Grand Slam, Sam, and I do uh, together that you won't be able to see anywhere else but Locals. So please do that. And Mark, thank you for being our guest tonight. I am so grateful that you're on. I'm grateful that you have a baseball mind and can talk Oakland baseball. I was telling Rob um, before and his, and his wife Mela that I was grateful to finally find ace fans that wanted to talk. Cause every ace fan that I reached out to was like, eh, you know, I'll talk to you, but I really don't want to be on a podcast. I'll talk to you. So I'm grateful that you're here. Thank, Thank you, you. I so appreciate
1: much. it. Ace fans are the best, man.
0: I'll tell you I, that. Listen, I hear that. And Rob's, Rob's convinced me that that they've got some pretty special fans so we're a special oil bunch that's for sure. There you go. Tough bunch. Well we'll have you on real soon. Thanks again Mark for being on. Thank you Bill, appreciate it. You bet.